come on. I've been so lonely, girl. I've been so sad and down. Couldn't understand why haters joked around. I wanted to be free with other creatures like me. And now I got my wish. Cause I know that I'm a gay fish. Gay fish. Gay fish, yo. Motherfucking gay fish. Gay fish. I'm a fish, yo. Going on a gay fish. It's alright, girl. Making love to other gay fish. Gay oh, fish. All those lonely nights at the grocery store. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 96, and on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the new Pixar animated film, Luca. Straight to Disney+, Plus. not even a premium charge like Cruella or Mulan, just straight to streaming. That's what Disney feels about Pixar these days, I guess, but we get to reap the benefit of it. So we're going to have a review of that later in the show. First things first, though, let me introduce my co-host, Tom. How's it going, ma'am? It's going, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is, uh, very hot in my neck of the woods, mine and Travis's right now, and, um, Mm -hmm. uh, single dadding it with, uh, with Vinny. So, uh, you know, we're facing some challenges, no AC, (laughs) sharing a bedroom, (laughs) Is he uh, uh is he napping? Did you just like put him in the crisper in the fridge but for his hanging nap? In. Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, let me introduce my other co-host, Travis. What's going oh, on, dude? I just muted you guys. Sorry. What? Oh, you missed my killer. Uh... <laughs> I thought right. it was funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed it. Sorry. Oh uh, no! I just said, did you put Vinny uh, in the crisper in the fridge for his nap? Oh my God! I might, you know, he would probably slot nicely into the freezer. Um, <laughs> it's it's to the point where like the basement is the only part of the house that is tolerable. But uh, not really a kid friendly zone, unfortunately. <laughs> Brutal. No. <laughs> well, Travis, uh, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah, same thing as Tom. Just uh, trying to survive out here in the heat historic uh heat wave it's uh supposed to be like 109 degrees or something tomorrow like you're saying travis that's um that's some, Ari- that's some arizona bullshit that's uh Could that's not washington record i'm it's supposed seeing to be 104 108 is the high for lake stevens tomorrow oh good could Lord. be huge <laughs> yeah then he has to stay home from daycare because our uh our daycare doesn't have um I mean, it's an in-home daycare, and she doesn't have AC. So, like, by regulation, she's not allowed to have kids if it's 82 or hotter in the house or 100 <laughs> degrees outside. So we're like, cool. So we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out, I guess. We are such wusses when it comes to the elements here in Washington. <laughs> we're just not prepared at all. I know. <laughs> not. I can't. I can't do this. It just doesn't happen. I mean, usually once per year in the summer in Washington, there will be a heat wave where it's like Mm -hmm. 92 degrees. You know what I mean? And it sucks, but you get through it. 108 degrees? What the fuck are you supposed to do? start (laughs) summer. Right. It just started. It's not even... Usually it's at its worst in like July, early August. So, um, yeah. Well, sorry to hear that, boys. I hope you stay safe in the heat. Drink lots of water. Just keep your balls directly in front of a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep things moving. (laughs) Well, aside from uh, potential heat stroke, what's uh, what's been going on? Anything new to report? 
Tom, I'll let you go first. Mm. I wasn't expecting this question. I ask it uh, every episode, but yeah, <laughs> you sure do. Uh, nothing new. I have a little bit of a cold. You can probably tell. Yeah, I did. I could tell a little bit. You sound. Uh, I thought maybe it was just uh, your internet compressing your voice or something, but you're a little, a uh, little stuffy. I'm little dealing stuffy. with the cold too. Yeah. Did you get a fever at all? No, no, no fever. I probably picked up a cold from uh, uh, Haley and I went to um, Hard Rock Casino in Tampa last weekend um, with the intention of wearing our masks the whole time. But we walked in and there were hundreds of people. Nobody was wearing a mask. So we were like, well, guess we're not wearing masks. So (laughs) (laughs) we went maskless and uh, probably picked up a cold from there is what I'm what I'm guessing because I don't leave the house. So I don't know how else I'd pick one up. And Haley's not sick, so... Yeah, mask wearing is weird these days. You gotta read the room and then make a decision. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're vaccinated, so we were like, eh, we'll just wear a mask anyway, but, I mean, at a certain point, it's like... (laughs) I'm just... We're just gonna go with the flow. Well, let me tell you, no one at the Lowe's Garden Center was wearing a mask. Well, is it like an indoor... Garden center or is it out outside? <laughs> Indoor, outdoor. Uh, one of those situations. No, I think it's totally fine to not wear a mask. I just uh, I was there the last two days trying to escape the heat and get some AC, and uh, uh, I had a mask on. And once I realized that it was fine to take it off, I I certainly took advantage of that because. Just like a cotton mask on your face in this weather, uh, unacceptable. Not the most comfortable thing. Mm-mm. That's where you Tom, went to beat the heat. Yeah, did you Lowe's? say you well... went to go hang out at Lowe's? <laughs> <laughs> okay, total dad move. <laughs> uh, uh, there's more to the story. First day, okay. I went for a sprinkler <laughs> to try and you know do something fun in the backyard for Vinny. Uh, which was moderately successful. And then today I went because I wanted to get some uh, like soil for the backyard, but then that proved to be just a terrible idea um, with, with the two-year-old. So uh, we bailed, but we did get about 15 <laughs> minutes of AC. You got to do what you got to do in these tough times. I, I got it, man. I know I'm, I'm bitching a lot today, but I got, I got to say, Single parents, I I do not know how they do it because oh like Sarah's God. gone for a weekend and I'm like a, a total wreck. I mean, granted, it's the hottest weekend, but uh, it, it's not easy. You can't get anything done. Yeah, that sounds rough, dude. Yeah, so pouring one out for the single parents today. <laughs> Sweet. What about you, Travis? Anything to report? Uh, the only real thing of note in the last few weeks was uh, the Suds and Cinema Boys came to visit, and uh, we had a blast. Yeah, you guys just looked like you were just drinking all the beer. Was, was that basically the agenda? Uh, that was probably 60 to 70% of the trip was uh, hanging out at breweries. But uh, yeah, we did some touristy stuff, uh, did some partying, some movie watching. It was a good time. Cool. Very cool. Shout out to Southern Cinema. Uh, glad you guys I had a good time romping around. Um, as for me, not much going on. It's hurricane season now in Florida, so it's just like thunderstorms every day. 
torrential rain for like 20 minutes and then it's just muggy as fuck outside so do you have to have like an evacuation plan when you live in florida um no this is florida you just uh every man for himself i feel like that's where you would no i'm not like the government makes you i'm just saying like does everybody have one uh i can't speak for everyone do i have one no <laughs> well, if, hur- didn't, if a hurricane didn't make comes. you, uh, you know, create one, then you mustn't, because she's a native, so she would know. Yeah, it seems like people who live here are really not don't seem like they're too concerned about the whole thing. Um, so neither am I until I actually experience one. Just uh, what's what's a little rain and wind gonna do, you know? <laughs> but we'll see. It's uh, um, it's very very muggy. It's not super sunny anymore it's always overcast and just uh miserable i'm loving life out here you guys um, <laughs> florida sounds pretty rough <laughs> so i've been doing that uh other than that just uh you know playing Warzone. they hate my life sick. it's great <laughs> sick <laughs> uh how about we get the show on the road what do you guys say you want to talk luca let's do let's it let's do it all right. Well, uh, see if I can find a clip. Let's go ahead and listen in. Oh, oh mamma mia! Talk to Hercule. Are you hurt? Uh, well, my head. Not kinda you, Chicho! Out of the way, oh, Piccolina! If there is so much as a scratch, oh, someone got lucky today. Hmm? Who got lucky? Mm-hmm. Out of towners, eh? Let me welcome you, Benvenuti a Porto Rosso, Chicho. I'm delighted to meet you, number one. And number two, I love your stylish clothes. What did you get them? A dead body? <laughs> dead body? I'm kidding. Uh, look, Signor Vespa? Signor Vespa? <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> I am Marco Levisconti, five-time winner of the Porto Rosso Cup. The Porto Rosso what? The Porto Rosso Cup. Permile Sardine, how do you think I paid for my beautiful Vespa? All right. So Luca is the latest Pixar animated film. Plot synopsis is on the Italian Riviera. An unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. Directed by Enrico Casarosa, who as far as... I know is a first-time director for Pixar, unless he, you know, maybe directed one of their shorts or something. I'm not entirely sure, but first-time feature director. Film features the voices of Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, Emma Berman, Maya Rudolph, and Jim Gaffigan. What did you guys think of Luca? Uh, Travis, do you need more unpacking time? Uh, no, I'm ready. Let's hear it. I liked Luca quite a bit. I thought it was uh, entertaining and uh, had some good characters and some uh, some good humor. I, I got a few chuckles out of this one. Uh, I think it's maybe not as ambitious as other Pixar movies, and the climax or ending seemed a little too abrupt or simple or easy uh it just was tied up very quickly um not too much conflict really um 
But yeah, I thought it was good. The theme is pretty universal, and um, I thought the animation was good. I think it's maybe not like you know top tier Pixar, but it's definitely a solid entry in their filmography. Oh, for sure. I I would describe Luca as top mid tier <laughs> Pixar. <laughs> How many I tiers mean, are there? There's probably five tiers, I think. Right around there. Five tiers and what three sub tiers each? No, so that that includes tiers? that includes sub tiers. Oh, okay. You know, it's complicated, but it's not too complicated. It's not like, you know, Doctor <laughs> Who or some shit. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been trying to visualize this tiering for some time now and I'm struggling. Well, one of these days I'll record a bonus episode for the feed. <laughs> I think I need a drawing. System. <laughs> a chart, flow chart. <laughs> uh, well, if, think of it this way. There's Cars 2 at the very, very, very bottom tier. Mm-hmm. And then there's the top, top tier. You know, there's like two or three films in there. And then there's like, you know, three tiers in the middle, separating the, the good from the great. Hmm. See, not too bad, right? No, simple. So Luca, um, I I'm, I'm I'm on board with you, Travis. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Um, pretty standard stuff from a story perspective. Um, it's fairly derivative. I wouldn't say this is one of the more imaginative Pixar films by any means, at least in you know in its concept and execution, but. I don't know. There's something I kind of like about that as far as the simplicity of this story. Like it doesn't have to be this like grand ambitious thing. Like the fact that they can take this really simple, you know, literal fish out of water, uh, friendship story and, uh, and make it heartwarming. And, uh, the story really moves. Like it's never boring. Uh, there really aren't, many surprises by any means but you know definitely some humor it looks beautiful it has a real sense of time and place which is is you know pixar doesn't always nail that sometimes they can be a little all over the board um so overall um really good i honestly was a little surprised i liked it as much as i did i mean you know everyone knows i love pixar but seems like the reception to this one has been um pretty lukewarm um so i wasn't really sure what to expect going in but oh, that was great i'm probably the least high on it out of the three of us um it was very like um you know it feels like it's for a younger audience on the pixar scale um not a whole lot for you know an adult viewer to kind of enjoy as an adult you just have to sort of enjoy it as a kid's movie um and sometimes i feel like there's a little bit more of that content in in their other movies um uh i mean you guys said it there's not really a whole lot too unique or interesting going on with the story but um it was you know it was heartwarming i i think i cried at one point um and uh I liked it fine, but probably further toward the bottom for me as far as Pixar hierarchy goes. Hmm. Hmm. I think I think that's how most uh, most people are feeling. 
about People just it. have their uh, expectations too high for Pixar these days. Honestly, I didn't even realize it was Pixar. I thought it was some Disney movie, like Frozen or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't feel <laughs> that Pixar. It didn't feel... Yeah. Um, I couldn't decide if I liked that they didn't explain more about the sea monsters and like why they turn into people when they come out of the water or or that they left it just unanswered um but i probably would have liked it more if they'd gone into some of the lore yeah i didn't really uh watch a trailer or really know the plot of this before going into it and so when it opened up i was curious or confused to why we were focusing on this sea monster family and then when he goes out of water for the first time i was like oh there's the, the <laughs> hook of the movie <laughs> i mean don't they call him luca from like the moment you see him well yeah but i just i guess i didn't realize that that's that was going to be the the whole mm. that they literally turn into humans like it's not like the little mermaid where there's like you know a yeah. curse or a curse or whatever that involves you know right yeah or maybe like a uh, a mirrored situation like uh, us or something <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that, that would suck you get the shitty sea monster life and i get to live here in <clears throat> italy eating pasta <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I kind of like that there really isn't any any background as to, like, why these sea monsters exist. Because I feel like if you... That kind of messes with the central metaphor of the film if you, like, provide a backstory yeah. as to why these, you know, sea monsters live in the ocean when they can morph into humans. Because, like, the whole... Basically, the moral of the story is acceptance, right? They're at the they're at the they're the same at the end of the day, and you're basically a bigot for something that you know someone has no control over, and we should accept people's differences and learn to love each other and embrace those differences. And if you have this like convoluted backstory where you you know, I just I like the simplicity of it because if you you can start to get into external reasons why there's this separation you know like they just live in the water and they stay down there because they're different and they are threatened by the reaction of the people on land right if you get too specific with that then it just kind of muddies the metaphor up so i like that they kept that part of it simple um did you guys see uh, uh a.o scott's um like tagline in his review for this movie he said uh, in his review, uh, it was titled Calamari by Your Name. <laughs> Killer line. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's uh, like obvious comparisons aside, you know, to young boys, Italy, you know, uh, th- there are definitely some parallels just as far as like, you know, coming of age and becoming comfortable in your own skin and like the surface level stuff, obviously like you got to make that comparison. But um, I, I just thought it was very heartfelt. Looked beautiful. Um, love the, love the water. Pixar's always got great water. So I was loving that. Um, did you guys notice uh, the scene that was a complete ripoff of a scene from forgetting Sarah Marshall? You know mm. what I'm talking about? 
Mm-mm. I did not put two and two together. So it's the scene where Alberto is trying to teach Luca how to walk, like when he first comes out of the water. It's just like that scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Paul Rudd's character tries to teach mm. uh, Jason Siegel how to surf. He's like, no, just do less. You need to do less. And then he, so he's like, he, he's like going too slow. He's like, just, just do nothing. Do nothing. And then Jason Siegel just stays there. And he's like, no, I need you to do more than that. <laughs> it was just like immediately that popped into my head during that scene where he's trying to teach him how to walk. So, you know. Uh, plagiarism aside, loved it. Mm-hmm. Great film. <laughs> uh, favorite character, definitely the dad, the girl's dad. <clears throat> the yes. uh, butcher or whatever fishmonger what is it with pixar and their obsession with like huge men with giant eyebrows that cover their like eyes and mustaches they just look cool they look fun he kind of reminded me of the dad from a uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs yes totally <laughs> definitely <laughs> pretty good cat there. too Best oh, cat of the oh year. yeah, the cat was great. <laughs> Pixar has been on a roll with cats. I mean, Soul had the cat stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. that played a bigger part in the story, but loving the cat stuff. What was the cat's name? Machiavelli, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great name. Yeah. The cat was cracking me up. Um, the villain, I thought, was perfect for like the, the scale of this mm-hmm. movie you know like he's mm-hmm. he's never really a threat he's just kind of a douchebag you know what i mean <laughs> like i like that there was no like he, uh, the the threat wasn't like end of the world like the incredibles or it wasn't um uh like a criminal mastermind like uh lotso in in to- the toy story movies you know it was just some asshole kid well, he's not really a kid. I think he says he's 16, but he's clearly like fucking 22 or something like that. <laughs> he's entering this stupid this stupid race, but I mean, I don't know. Essentially the whole movie is two young boys want to get a Vespa, right? <laughs> like that's that's the plot that's of the, the movie. <laughs> And, you know, you could go one way with that and you can say, oh, it's minor Pixar, it's slight, who cares, it's boring, there's no stakes. Um, but I, I landed on the opposite side. I kind of liked the low stakes. Like, is it one of my favorite Pixar films? Like, definitely not. But um, it, it did exactly what it set out to do and did it very well, better than I thought it would. Um, just, uh, I don't know. I don't have too much more to say beyond that. I mean, there's really not like kind of what Tom alluded to. There's not really adult themes that you can kind of sink your teeth into um, in the same way that you get from things like, you know, Inside Out or Soul or Coco. Um, but that aside, I mean, I uh, it did make me cry as well. Uh, twice, actually. Not that that's hard to do, but it it, it worked. I was I was emotionally vulnerable at the time because you were uh, sweating and uh, alone. I think I was still sick. I was feverish. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, did you guys? Uh, I didn't notice this until the credits, but did you notice that Uncle Ugo was uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, I did when I yeah I was looking up the cast to figure out who. Um, 
I don't remember who I was looking up. I could tell uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan, but there was somebody else I was looking for. Um, anyway, I saw that too. Uncle Ugo. Hilarious. Yeah, his character was really funny, barely in the movie, but that sequence was good. Um, I was a little worried that the f- story was going to be like more formulaic than it was. Not to say it wasn't formulaic, but there are kind of some turns, I guess we'll say dark, darker turns that the film takes when it comes to like the core friendship mm. that caught me off guard and I thought was, you know, very emotionally resonant. And then, you know, it circles back and there's this big heartfelt moment and the, you know, the main characters are triumphant and all that stuff. So that's predictable. But the actual story beats, I thought... Um, kept me guessing especially in the third act i thought the third act was was really well done maybe a little rushed i think it was travis right that said yeah. uh uh it kind of wrapped up pretty quickly but i don't know i mean yeah, it got in know, it got out <laughs> uh, i mean sort of along the lines of what you're talking about it it had sort of a meandering feel to it the whole time because it's not like everything is revealed to you in the beginning and the objective is clear it's more like oh, you know, he discovers he can go on land and now there's this whole world that opens up to him and then he goes because he wants to get a Vespa, you know, they end up doing whatever and then like two or three different, the actual core themes of the movie sort of, uh, you know, emerge like halfway through the film and then, you know, the challenge that you end up having to overcome at the very end is not what you uh, expected at the beginning. So, Mm -hmm. I definitely got that non-linear or non-formulaic feeling that you did, Matt. It was just, it was, it was was nice. I I, I went into it expecting something very predictable, something like, uh, um, you know, like the good dinosaur or even monsters university. Like there are definitely some films in the Pixar canon that play it, safer than others i do think this movie ultimately is is playing it safe but um it's inventive enough and the characters are well constructed and by the end of it you you really grow to care for them i was pretty on the fence early on about um julia um the character that they like uh luca and alberto become friends with but she definitely grew on me as the movie went on. Um, I was trying to remember, there's another Pixar character that she reminded me of, and it was driving me crazy. She looks uh, like the uh, younger version of the wife in Up. In Up. That's, that's what it was. It finally clicked um, after she had been in the movie for like 10 minutes. I was like, who am I thinking of? It was mostly the voice. I mean, the curly hair too, but her voice, I was definitely getting um, Ellie vibes from Up. Yeah, just the way she's animated too, like her smile and stuff is pretty reminiscent. Oh, is that the Well Do Ya character? Well, well Do Ya? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, that character. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't have anything else beyond that. Um, anything either of you two wanted to mention before we drop stars on Luca? The plot synopsis on Letterboxd references that these two boys experience an unforgettable Italian summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. 
definitely could have used more gelato in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There the was gelato like maybe, was maybe minimal. one lick. <laughs> <laughs> well, gelato is quintessentially Italian, so they had to uh put that into in the there. synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, good shit. What about you, Tom? Anything else? No. I've said that everything. That was the only I thing uh, pressing for me, Matt. <laughs> Had to get to the gelato. I couldn't, couldn't <laughs> leave that unspoken. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at this list of Pixar movies ranked by Vulture.com. Mm. <clears throat> and they rank Luca, number 13. They have Coco, number 15. Yes, that's fucked. Sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it is Vulture. You should have known that before you even opened the, the link, but. I was just looking for a picture of Ellie, and then that is this brutal. came up. I mean, I guess before we move on and do star ratings, you know, love talking about Pixar tears on this show. Where, where, where would this fall for you guys? Like, not specifically, like, oh, I would place it between The Incredibles two and uh, Finding Dory. I just mean, like, generally speaking, <laughs> is this like middle of the pack, slightly above middle? Like, where does this land uh, in in Pixar's oeuvre? Probably where How many said. Pixar movies are there? At this point, like twenty-four. 20- is it twenty-four at this point? God damn! Apparently, so there's twenty-four. I think. Well, I haven't seen every Pixar movie. What so, are you doing, Tommy? You have a kid now. Like, well, yeah, and he only likes Sesame Street. Or, you know, he needs like something that is really like a fascinating object for him because he can't follow the plot so like we watched turbo because he's obsessed with snails and cars and it's about a snail that turns into a car so like (laughs) we made it through that one um in a couple sittings but like and frozen when he was sick we watched frozen but like he can't watch we tried to watch raya and the last dragon and he he just like he can't handle it it's got it's too much talking not enough not enough snail, so we had to go back to Elmo. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, I haven't seen like the Cars series or Onward, or so I'd put it probably like toward the bottom of the movies that I have seen. I would say bottom area of the top half. Bottom area. So like basically the middle, but. Maybe slightly <laughs> above. <laughs> so I I have a ranked list on Letterboxd already, and I just pulled it up, and I would probably slot it in um, probably fourteen on this list. I said I said upper mid tier, but it's probably mid 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 tier. I would slot it right in between up. And Finding Dory, I think. Up is 13 for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Better better than a lot of uh, Pixar's other films, but, you know, when you've got four killer Toy Story movies, Inside Out, Coco, you know, that's more than the top. It's more than five right there. So, <laughs> it's only so many, uh, so many spots for it to land. But, uh, all right. You guys want to drop stars? Yep. It's uh, four stars for me. Four for me. 
three and a half. All right. So well, it's going to be on your top ten, Tom? Is that what you're saying? It's trending that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Can't wait. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. I don't have a ton to mention. Um, I'll say I rewatched This Is 40 for the third time. Really, really trying to force this one. Uh, this is 40. First time I saw it in the theaters. Keep in mind, I was a huge, huge Judd Apatow fan at the time. Uh, so pretty hyped on This Is 40. Saw it. Thought it was kind of bad and boring and not very funny. Gave it a two and a half. Rewatched it a couple years later. Still thought it was kind of bad and boring. Uh, finally, almost 10 years later, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe this is 40. Maybe I was too hard on it. I know it's not as funny as the other Judd Apatow movies, but I'm older now. You know, I've lived some life. I've had some more relationships. Let's uh, let's check back in with this is 40. And uh, came in at two and a half again. No change. Just not just not great. It's too it's like 30 minutes too long. The characters are so unlikable and miserable and just uh, Apatow's weakest. uh weakest movie <laughs> for sure <laughs> have you I'm guys really seen it that you uh you keep sacrificing yourself over and over again for the rest of us i think i'm done i, I, I gave it a third time to to sink in and you know maybe when i'm 40 maybe i'll watch it one more time when i turn 40 <laughs> other than that i saw it <clears throat> to answer your question you guys kind of feel the same way not great or i've only you guys seen love it, it once and that was back in the theater and i remember it being yeah decent or okay but overall disappointing for apatow same i only remember one bit which is when uh paul rudd's wife accuses him of hiding in the bathroom from the kids in the family oh on his ipad yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i remember the uh cupcake bit where he uh like fishes it out of the garbage can that's pretty good and then um the lost references where which i was uh not watching the show at the time so that was kind of annoying oh that's there that show literally or that movie literally spoils the ending of the yeah. of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was not even that long after lost had ended like what the fuck were they thinking <laughs> i don't know um the best part of that movie is in the end credits it's uh I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a scene where uh, they go to the principal's office uh, and Melissa McCarthy. That's the scene that she's in uh, because she accuses uh, uh, Leslie Mann's character of like assaulting, like verbally assaulting her son. And she did. Melissa McCarthy just goes off on the principal and on (laughs) Leslie and Paul Rudd. But they show like the her improv like bits in the end credits. And no one can keep a straight face, and it's it's fucking hilarious. You know, you don't have a great comedy on your hands when by far the funniest part of your movie is <laughs> outtakes in the in the end credits. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, kind yeah, of not weak. a great sign. Kind of weak. Um, I'll talk about one more thing, and then I'll pass the mic. Uh, I saw thirteen going on thirty for the first time. You guys love this? Huge. Big big fans? <laughs> I've only seen it once back in the theater, and I was, uh, no, I was not a fan at the time. Uh, I watched it in a hotel room bed 
at the after coming back from the casino he's pretty drunk and it was on tv and he was like oh my god can we watch 13 going on 30 and i was like i guess yeah 10 minutes later she's asleep and i'm invested <laughs> watching 13 going on 30 drunk in bed um it was okay it's it's very precious um it's kind of funny at times i mean i, I like mark ruffalo and uh jennifer garner i think they're great in it but it's just such a silly premise for a movie i i actually just discovered yesterday afternoon i don't remember taking this note but i have a note in my phone that says screenplay idea 13 going on 30 but realistic boy wakes up as 30 ish and it plays out like it would in real life everyone thinks he's crazy he gets fired from his job girlfriend leaves him etc that's the note. <laughs> I must have great been drunk. Movie. Like, oh, I could fucking make a great version of this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just okay. I gave it like three stars, you know. Th- you know, mid-2000s, silly rom-com. It was fine. Matt, I'm was. sure some uh, studio or streaming service is looking for a uh, reboot of this series. So uh, you might actually have a shot. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll just name it 14 going on 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll let someone else go. What have y'all been watching? Have you been up to anything fun? I saw Fast 9 or F9. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw your review. We were potentially going to review Huge. that on the show, but um, I was feeling under the weather yesterday, so Haley and I had tickets, but bailed. I'll get around to it, though. Let's hear it, though. So, yeah, I am a fan of the franchise, um, mm. but this is probably one of my least favorites of it. Uh, it. It was very long, two hours and 25 minutes, and I felt pretty much every minute of that. Uh, it just, like, is more ridiculous and over-the-top, you know, than the last one. Um, what is with these... It's mediocre movies being too long. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Why, why do they think, like, we've earned this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people want, I guess. They want <clears throat> their uh, money was well worth it. And I guess they quantify that by runtime. I mean, with all these big stars in the movie, like, it honestly could be as simple as, like, they have, like, screen time guarantees in their contracts mm-hmm. or something so it's like Charlize has to have her 15 minutes vin diesel's got to be on screen for at least 45 minutes the rock get out of here hour and a half you know like <laughs> like whatever it is like it could be i doubt it's that simple but it's a lot of big names in this thing oh yeah but yeah it's uh i don't know it's got some pretty cool action but it also just um it's getting to the point where it feels too fake. It, it felt like that in Hobson Shaw a little bit and fate, fate of the of furious too yeah. was pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's just getting to a point where like everything just looks too fake and it's hard to get invested. And they're just, this one was self-aware in a way, but it was kind of annoying. Like uh, they have to hit the, like the Corona be the I'm hungry, um the or hungry <laughs> um the whole the whole family thing at one point charlie's theron's character says if this were a movie it is a fucking movie <laughs> like it's 
it's, it's just <laughs> annoying. I, I don't know. They, they also reference another uh, universal property towards the end of the movie, and I'll uh, not spoil it just in case you see it, but um, that was really gross as well. Um, and it just, I don't know, I, I just feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this franchise or just need to reboot it at this point because them trying to, like, Frankenstein the plot and, like, the continuation of it just feels so clunky where, again, they, like, uh, take those moments to, like, be self-aware again where... Tyrese's character is like making jokes about Han being alive still like it's just I don't know it's just a little too much this time it was just kind of corny and overlong there was one really cool moment though it's also probably the most ridiculous moment in the entire franchise but um as an Apex Legends fan, I loved it because it reminded me of something in that game. <laughs> and I'll uh, leave it at that. <laughs> oh, man. Now I have to watch it? Come on. Damn, dude. Well, I'm, I'll probably catch up with it this week sometime. Haley and I might try to go after work someday this week. Oh, also, John Cena. I don't know why he got added to this franchise because he is the worst. So is are you saying this as someone who just isn't a big John Cena fan or he's just bad in this movie? Uh he's bad in like every movie I've seen him in. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was I thought I liked him in Bumblebee. No, that was going to be the example of a movie What he's that bad he in? Need to be in. Yeah. Oh no way, dude. <laughs> John Cena kills in Bumblebee. Do you and guys Trainwreck know who too. what character he plays in this one? He's Vin Diesel's brother, right? Yeah. I didn't watch any of the trailers for marketing, so I didn't even know that until Van Diesel? the movie started. <laughs> yeah, Van Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're um um they're they're stepbrothers, um Tom. So it's uh, uh it's it's John Unleaded. Yeah. Regular unleaded. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for F9. Fuck yeah. Um, Tom, what about you? You had a chance to watch anything? I know you're a TV guy these days. Is, yeah. Know? I saw, um, well, I saw part of Raya in The Last Dragon. Did you guys watch that? Nah. nah. It's not good. Is it free now on Disney Plus or do you still have to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's free. It's. Um, I mean, I had kind of actually, I, I, I had some high hopes for it after like the first five minutes. I was like, okay, this shows a little bit of promise, but um, they, they something they do that is really driving me crazy is they're throwing like really contemporary um, dialogue into the movie. Like there's this part early on where these two girls are bonding and they say something like, you have to be crazy to do that on the regular. And it's like <laughs> set in this fantasy medieval magic you know kingdom and i i just i just i rolled so hard at that part and then there's another part where the dragon well i got about like three minutes of exposure to the dragon and thought that it was the most annoying character i've seen in an animated movie in a while um also making like super internet-y references um so I'm not going to go back to it, especially since Vinny wasn't into it. 
uh, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> and then uh, I did watch, I've seen two episodes so far of, um, oh, I finished uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, that was, I had forgotten that you were even watching that show. Yeah, I've been pumping out, you know, an episode every week or so. <laughs> uh, but um, it's a good show. I liked it. Yeah, season two I thought was uh, was pretty solid all around. I don't really know if I how I feel about the direction they're taking it. Like I know they haven't confirmed they're doing like another season of the Mandalorian explicitly. I know they have like that yeah. Boba Fett spinoff, but I mean, quite the reveal in the last episode. No, no, pretty crazy. Yeah. Also, that like. Um uh animation whatever you want to call it for people who uh are not the same age anymore um, oh like the de-aging technology yeah i mean was it even de-aging or did they just fucking make that up out of thin air i don't know um I, i'm I being kind really of evasive because i don't know if i should spoil it but uh anyway it was i mean it looks like exactly the real thing. I don't, I don't, you don't even need actors anymore. You can just make up anybody. Well, that's, that's probably the, the dark future that we're yeah. plummeting to. We're going to start seeing fucking Cary Grant and Elvis Presley and blockbuster yeah. movies. And it's <laughs> going to be terrible. Be, that, that is going to happen. <laughs> Although there that. is something oddly appealing about like, you know how like Smash Bros has like, all of the Nintendo characters in one game and it's fucking awesome. There mm-hmm. is something oddly appealing about like the ultimate blockbuster that has like all of the biggest stars ever in their prime, you know? Tom Cruise hanging out with young Jack Nicholson, hanging out with fucking Elvis. <laughs> He's there with Jimmy Stewart, you know, like <laughs> they that's what that that's where they should take the fast franchise. They should just turn it into the biggest blockbuster ever made and then just have Vin Diesel hanging out with like And they should call fucking... it the past franchise. Fast fast pass fast pass. <laughs> the past and the furious. <laughs> oh man. It's gonna be huge. Um uh no, I saw um Loki, first two episodes. Really like it. Yeah, I still have I still haven't pulled the trigger on it. I hear people think it's cool, but I don't know. I think I'm finally kind of over the the marble. It's just too much. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, it feels quite a love to hear quite it, a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about everything. That's what they said about WandaVision, and WandaVision was fine, but I still haven't finished it. Mm, I didn't uh, watch that one. The Falcon and the Winter Shol- Soldier. I know people think that's a little bit more um, closer to what Marvel, the 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 modern Marvel formula, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know what's doing it for me is Owen Wilson. He's great. That is the main reason I want to watch it. I'm just getting these like warm, fuzzy feelings from seeing Owen Wilson on TV again. In a Marvel <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. So, sp- and I am curious to see what they end up doing with the with the idea because it's it's pretty interesting. See, I hope, like, I think that's kind of what WandaVision's problem was the first like two to three episodes were like felt super fresh. I was super invested in where it was going. And then they had to tie it into the greater Marvel universe, you know, like what's happening. And then Mm -hmm. it just became way less interesting. And I worry that that's 
ultimately what is going to happen with this Loki show. So I'll probably wait until it's finished and then kind of see what the general consensus is before I start it rather than starting it and then just losing interest and not finishing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. But it's um, so far it's it's meeting my expectations. And you know how I feel about these superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely piqued my interest a little bit if you're uh, in fact you're enjoying it. While we're on the yeah. topic of Owen Wilson, um, you guys have to watch uh, go on YouTube and search for uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, right. So yeah, right is a skateboarding uh, video. So it's like, you know, the, the skate tapes or whatever where they have skaters like, you know, with their clips and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Spike Jones was one of the guys who directed. Uh, yeah, right. And Owen Wilson has a cameo in it and it is fucking <laughs> hilarious. And Owen Wilson knows how to skateboard. I did not know that. But um, I, I had seen the clip years ago back when I was super into skateboarding and somebody this week started recirculating it on Twitter because uh, Owen Wilson's back in the limelight because of Loki. So I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. You guys got to check it out. So once we're done yeah. recording, before right. when he, before Vinny wakes up from his nap, Tom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shit. Is it just out. like uh, four minutes or so? Yeah, it's like three or four minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's a, just a little videos. Oh, the whole thing is like an hour and 15 minutes. It's pretty good, though. There's some killer clips in... Uh, uh, in the in the full length thing, it's got uh, uh, Eric Costin is in it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Jerome, not Jerome. Dream Rogers. I think Paul Rodriguez is in it. It's huge. Oh, I see the full movie right here. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. It's pretty cool. Can I log it on Letterbox? Probably. Spike yeah. Jones directed it, so <laughs> some nerd for sure is. I had on never there, sure. even heard of this till. Just now. So I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I'm confused about what TV shows are loggable on Letterboxd and what zero are not. None of them. <laughs> Travis, Travis is right. It's it's not <laughs> acceptable to log television shows. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of uh, who puts them up because it's like user driven. Like it's not mm-hmm. like for all of these movies. There's some like Letterbox developer who's like creating the pages. You know, you can like submit pages and I I think they have to be approved by like a like an editorial team. Maybe I don't know exactly what goes on under the hood. Um, They need a police force, though. Get these TV shows out of here. There's a lot of them and comedy specials. um, I don't log comedy specials. If I did, I would have like, I don't know. an extra 500 logs on letterbox with all the fucking comedy specials I've watched. <laughs> Neither of you guys have watched inside yet. Nah, I haven't pulled the trigger on no. it yet. Haley wants to watch oh, it. Man, what so are you waiting, waiting for? Wait for Haley. <laughs> I gave it top line reviews. I know you were like, maybe I don't hate Bo Burnham. That was your glowing mm-hmm. review. <laughs> I um, am for sure yeah. wanting to check it out it's just Haley and I have, I have re-listened to some of the music that's on Spotify now like I've played it in the car and laughed <laughs> shit <laughs> I should speaking of comedy though I did 
<laughs> I didn't watch that, but I did watch. There's a new special on uh, HBO, HBO Max. It's uh, Beth Stelling. She has a new uh, special called uh, Girl Daddy, and it's it's really funny. I was laughing my ass off. Um, so all you uh, chuckleheads out there, <laughs> give it a poke. Girl Daddy, Beth Stelling. Um, uh, cool. What about Tom? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I had some more of Jenny's ice cream. Forgot oh, to yeah. mention this up front. Yeah, what flavors have you tried now? So, just the chocolate peanut butter, or whatever it was, to start with. But yep. since Sarah was gone this weekend, I pulled the trigger on something <laughs> that she would never approve. Oh yeah, which was birthday cake ice cream with sprinkles. Ooh, how is it? I haven't had that one yet. Uh, it's crack. I mean, oh, it's fuck. disgustingly good. It's <laughs> so sweet. There are so many sprinkles. I thought the sprinkles would they'd be a little bit more judicious with them. No, they're it's chock full of sprinkles. And it's like that sweet, buttery, white cake, you know. Oh my god. It's awesome. Shit. I might eat the rest of it at lunch before she gets home. <laughs> and then bury the carton in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta try but this stuff. I, I pretty much am gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up a pint of this every time I see it now. Where do you get it at? Whole Foods. That's where I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, Whole Foods. It's I think pretty much every Whole Foods has them. Uh, I think PC, PCC. That's what it's called, right? Well, Tom, where do you get it mm. specifically? Since we live kind of close, I doubt the Whole Foods it, in Linwood. Okay, I doubt it exists in Lake Stevens. You can go to their website. I think if you go to Jenny's, there's like a find find near you or something a feature. Pint finder yeah <laughs> pint finder dude just put in your zip code and uh <laughs> your whole world or world will open up yeah i feel like the first time i bought it i was like damn this is expensive but then the second time i didn't even look at the price i just put it in and then you know i bought it with some other groceries and i didn't even notice that i probably overpaid for it so i recommend doing that yes that's the thing i mean you got to really love ice cream to justify oh, the purchase you know well well then you need to you need to go as soon as we're done <laughs> recording travis i mean it is 100 degrees get some ice cream it's gonna melt before i get home just eat it in the car <laughs> you got ac my in car, your car stays right? really cool yeah there you go bud finish the whole pint before you even go inside that way chelsea doesn't even have to know about it <laughs> what's the i mean what are the flavors to be on the lookout for so I haven't had a ton because the only ones I've had access to are the ones that uh, Publix near me carries. But my favorite flavor that I have had was the um, it's like a salted salted caramel flavor, maybe. Um, God, I'd have to I'd have to look at what the flavors are called. But there's like a a salted one that is fucking amazing. Um I haven't tried. They have like some fruitier ones, like uh, brambleberry crisp. I think is one of their flavors. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, I thought I saw someone. Oh yeah, I, brickleberry. Brickleberry. Uh, I think it's brambleberry. Maybe it was brambleberry. I don't know. Anyway, that sounds like the right the same thing. It's um. I'll probably try that one next. But uh, here I got it pulled up salty caramel. That's my favorite so far. There's also like a, I think it's like butter cake or something. Mm. That one was really good. But they've they've also got like a, like a lemon. 
a lemon one. I'm not a big lemon guy, so I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't man. tried that one, but definitely. And their chocolate one is really good. They have got like a, it's called darkest chocolate or something. It's literally just mm-hmm. straight chocolate ice cream. Like there's no there's no chunks of chocolate. It's literally just fucking chocolate, and it's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not super interested in that one, but I'm sure it is good. There's one that was like um, candy bar, and it has chocolate and caramel and vanilla and I think pretzel and maybe some sort of peanut butter situation. That, but that sounds one looked awesome. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like sort of like a Maricone dream? Right. Really, I think you can't go wrong. So to all you listening and you, Travis, just if you see it, I don't care if they only got one flavor. Just pull the trigger. It'll be worth it. Will do. Fuck yeah. All right. Anything else, uh, Tom? No. All right. Travis, what about you? Anything besides uh, Fast 9? I've got a couple movies, and uh, maybe I'll talk about a TV show. Uh, I watched The Climb from, uh, I think, last year. The uh, the movie about the the two guys that uh, it, the poster makes you believe that it's like uh, all about cycling, but it's really not about that. You guys know what movie I'm talking about? No idea. Hmm. Well, I thought it was a documentary. Even as I hit play, I thought I was watching a documentary just about two friends. <laughs> but <it's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard good things about it. It didn't really sound that appealing, but I knew I knew it got good reviews. So I thought I would uh, take a stab at it. But it's it's not a documentary. It's a uh, it's just like a indie comedy. Um, about yeah, two guys who basically try and remain friends over the years, and they keep getting in fights over women. Uh, usually, yeah, one of the guys is like trying to sleep with the other guy's girlfriend or fiance. Um, it's not really like clear why it, it, the friendship is kind of a weird one. Um, and you know, the, the one does things to the other one that would warrant to end the friendship. But for some reason they keep coming back to each other. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of a different kind of comedy. Uh, so th- yeah, the humor is, um, a little out there, a little, I wouldn't really call it mumblecore, but I think that's what some people are referring it, it to. It, it doesn't seem, um, what's the phrase? It, it seems scripted or at least portions of it do. So I don't know if it would really be considered mumblecore. Is it mumblecore mostly about doing, um, I'm still blanking on the term. Improvisation? Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think that that's one of the hallmarks of like early mumblecore. Um, I think that term kind of evolved into more like low stakes, low budget, character driven stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. I think mumblecore became a little bit more loosey goosey. Um, but yeah, I know, I know, what, I know what you're what you're getting. It's just at. a it seems lazy like it's all way of saying indie comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, like I said, it's 
not like your traditional comedy, but it is pretty funny and it uh it's very well shot. It looks really good, especially for being uh pretty low budget. What'd you watch this on? I watched it on Stars because uh Amazon was doing a Prime Day deal where you could do like the first two months of a streaming service for ninety nine cents each month. So I subscribe to Stars and Discovery Plus, giving those a shake for the next couple months. Discovery Plus, huh? Yep. Well, I recently canceled cable, and uh, Chelsea loves the Food Network, so that was the uh, um, the compromise. I see. Was we would get Discovery Plus, and so I'm getting it for a dollar right now. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Taking advantage of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> How's Paramount treating you, Matt? Uh, it's good. Still, I think Haley and I are on our fourth season of the challenge in as many weeks. Um, I saw they have uh, SpongeBob too. Hell yeah! Yep, all the episodes of SpongeBob. They've got the SpongeBob, like the kitty version called Camp Coral, which obviously I'm not going to watch, but they're like babies. Hmm. <laughs> so if you're a real Spongehead, uh, Paramount Plus is the place <laughs> to be. Um, but yeah, just a killer uh, killer reality television lineup. It's got The Real World, The Challenge, which we've been watching, and all the old Nickelodeon shows. So I've uh, given Rocco a poke, uh, you know, watched a little bit of Ren and Stimpy, watched a couple episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple. So uh, all you 90s kids out there, it's worth, it's worth the price of admission. How is it going back? Still hold up? The cartoons? Yes, the cartoons hold up. Uh some of the live action stuff, no. <laughs> I can imagine it being pretty corny. Legends of the Temple is pretty <laughs> rough, especially like you. You Legends of the Ten, the Hidden Temple, and Double Dare, like all that kind of stuff was rad as a kid because you were a kid and you were right. like, "Oh my god, that looks like so much fun." But then you watch it as an adult and you're you just get like frustrated because you're like. Because kids are just trash at most things, so it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty frustrating to watch as an adult, you know? Um, so that stuff, not so much, but look, the cartoons, for sure. Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers is still great, too. I gave that a poke, too. Oh, yeah. a couple episodes. Classic. Uh, what else, Travis? Uh, I'll talk about one other movie and a TV show real quick. So I rewatched uh, Chinatown for the third time, and it uh, finally clicked. It is a banger. Yeah, masterpiece. That yep. I've still never uh, seen it. Matt, I think you would love it. You're probably right. I gotta prioritize it though. Tom, I think you would like it too if you haven't seen it. Tell me more. Well, uh, I just think it's got a. Uh, great look and uh sense of place it's a kind of a time capsule for la uh and not the la that we know um but yeah it's just like a really well done story like the script is really sharp there's some great characters the ending is amazing um but yeah it's just very well crafted and i appreciate it nice it's a great I, movie. I should uh, I should watch it, especially for uh, a feature yes. we're most likely doing mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon here. I haven't worked out the details yet, but maybe uh, give that a poke and see. Also, 
kind of curious to check out the commentary because it's done by the screenwriter Robert Town and David Fincher. Ooh. Is this like a re- it must be like a recently recorded commentary track if fucking mm. Fincher's in it? Uh, yeah, I think they did it for maybe the Blu-ray back when the Blu-ray came out, which was probably about 10 years ago. I don't even know if Robert Town's still alive. Uh, let's see. Doesn't say when it was. No, he's he's still alive. He ain't dead yet. But yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. You guys should check it out. It's a classic. Will do. And then what's and, this uh, television show you've been teasing? Oh, uh, nothing really that special. But I'm uh, gonna plug Lego Masters again. Season two is underway. <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit of a uh, departure from season one. Will Arnett is uh, doubling down on the comedy and not in a good way. And uh, oh. I, it's also pretty cringe that they're trying to shoehorn like plugs for Jennifer Love Hewitt's show on the same network. They like make her like a character that Will Arnett talks to from time to time. It's pretty gross. <laughs> uh, and then the this the the cast I don't feel like they have the same level of talent as the season one, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to watch people build these crazy Lego structures. Like I'm just so in awe of it. So it's it's fun for the Lego building, and that's about it. <laughs> have you guys seen um, commercials for that that um, game show that Dwayne Wade is going to host? The cube. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called the cube. I had never heard of it until I saw a commercial for it uh, in the hotel. Actually, when we were staying at the casino, I saw a commercial for it there. Is it a basketball game show or no? Uh uh, nothing to do. It's two people, two people playing games in a box. It's called the cube. I think the they host. do some like. Yep. Compl- so it's a glass box, and I think they do some like complicated physical feats, you know, things that seem simple but are actually tough. And um, uh, there's some sort of you know mechanism where you can you can sub in Dwayne Wade to try and do it for you. And so like you take winning or losing completely out of your own hands, and Dwayne Wade tries to win you money. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds so the, dumb. The promotional poster for this show looks like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. They're going for a a vibe for sure. I mean, what what sane person would bet on themselves <laughs> over Dwayne Wade? <laughs> like, I guess it's a matter of uh, how for much our next challenge. Gonna give, but... We're gonna have you spin a basketball on your finger for one minute. <laughs> if you can or do you it, can you're ask st- Dwayne Wade to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Make the same amount of money either way, but <laughs> they must. It must be for less money, right? Or like or Dwayne, lets them. Dwayne gets a cut, or maybe it doesn't add to their like prize pool, but they can skip it if he completes it in advance to whatever the next thing is. Like if they're not confident, they can do it. I don't. I have so many more questions than I had coming into this thing. But. <laughs> Did you watch know, it, Tom, like, or you just saw commercials? No, I just seen commercials. Okay. I mean, it hasn't premiered yet. Like he fails. Or wait, no, it has. Don't you think he would be bothered by that? I bet they let him challenge, practice the challenges ahead of time. 
<laughs> so he get some practice reps in before the show. Yeah, he he goes out there and pretends he's never done it before, but he was actually doing it all morning. Right, because otherwise he probably wouldn't risk like looking like an absolute idiot on TV uh-huh. if he just like sucked at something. Just fumbles the egg and it falls and smashes on the ground. <laughs> it's all over his forehead. He's got egg yolk <laughs> dripping down his face and he starts crying. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you gonna say, Travis? Uh, did you guys realize this was a like? It's not a new show. What? No, it's a reboot. I think they've had seasons as early as two thousand nine. Oh, what? my God. But it's not with Dwayne Wade. It's a different host. Oh, okay. So Unless they just, it's like... Maybe it they... Yeah, maybe... Oh, I think it was an Australian show, and now they're rebooting it for America. I think that's what's mm. going on. Oh, okay. That I makes think. more sense. I don't know. Would it's I like, a, look it's like it a Love more? Island situation. America just takes it and makes it worse. <laughs> Matt, say <laughs> say the cube in, in an Australian accent. In an Australian accent? Mm-hmm. The cube. <laughs> I knew that would be worth it. <laughs> um, Do you have right. a better pronunciation, Tom? <laughs> no, not when I'm sick. Okay. <laughs> we'll save it for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as for me, just uh, two things I'll mention before we get out of here. Both 2021 releases. Um, I watched Plan B with Haley a week or so ago. Uh, I think this is on Hulu. Um, it's another one of these uh, teenage girls, uh, pregnant adjacent, you know, road trip movies. Basically, the premise is um, you've got like a the kind of crazy like weirdo friend and then like the straight laced uh, straight A's student friend and straight laced student um, thinks she may be pregnant. Uh, so they need to, it takes place in Iowa and the whole movie is about them trying to get the plan B pill. Um, so, you know, it's similar to movies that we've seen in very recent memory, like unpregnant and, and book smart. Um, Really, really good though. Actually, um, it's it's pretty funny. It's not as funny as uh as Booksmart, but solid humor. It's very heartfelt. There's uh some surprising uh heartfelt moments in the third act of the film that I thought were super effective. So I highly recommend it. It's an easy watch. Um, pretty sure it's on Hulu. Check it out. Plan B. Matt, have you made a uh, a tiered system for this? genre yet i feel like we need we need at least one more entry (laughs) before it uh necessitates a tear but uh we're getting there (laughs) oh yeah there's a couple couple of these things what was that movie that came out the same year or like the year after edge of 17 that was also very similar similar to the edge of 17 or similar Mm -hmm. to no 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 edge yeah similar to edge of 17 ladybird Oh, it might have been Ladybird. <laughs> That's the only one I can think of because Ladybird came out. I just a year feel like there's a couple. Like... There's a couple of categories, a couple of genres that are coming out. Pregnancy movie is one, and then the about to graduate one. Oh yeah, I, I would mean, even, coming. Of I would even put eighth grade. I know, but oh, they're yeah. like they're more distinct. Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, like the modern coming of age, like. 
mm-hmm. look a you know kind of a little bit more uh, a little bit more woke, more female empowerment approach to coming of age for sure. Um, so I highly recommend it. Plan B, very solid. And then last night, Haley and I watched Willy's Wonderland. You guys know what this is? I've heard of it. Is it about Willy Wonka? No, it is. Uh, the film stars Nick Cage, and basically, it's about like an old Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing. It's like animatronic, you know, animals who get possessed by killers, and so they like are like murderous animatronic animals. So Five Nights at Freddy's. Basically, Five Nights at Freddy's live action <laughs> with Nick Cage is basically this movie (laughs) and um it's very dumb but the movie knows exactly what it is um like i don't want to spoil anything in case you guys check it out but there is a a reoccurring bit uh, of nicholas cage uh taking like a break like a you know like a work break so he'll like Mm -hmm. pause the action and he'll take a break uh, which they use multiple times to humorous effect. Um, it was I, I thought it was super entertaining. It's not a good movie. Um, Travis, I would say the ceiling on this thing for you is probably like a three. Um, you might like it more than I think you would, but it's pretty dumb. Um, I don't know it's, if it's no Mandy. It's no Mandy. Um, very you entertaining. Gave this a much higher score than yes, Mandy. much higher. <laughs> it was just it was just right up my alley. It's self aware. It was funny, stupid, entertaining horror movie, and I was a uh, I was a fan. Worth a watch. Better. Yep. As you uh, you crowned me uh, the champion of trash <laughs> on our last uh, digest episode, so <laughs> I wear that title proudly. <laughs> You do have yes, a do. fetish. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to mention before we get the fuck out of here? Nah. I'm the only thing I want to mention is that I ate the second half of that pint of ice cream while we were talking. So it's oh, that's why you had yourself <laughs> muted. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want your uh, slurpy sex sounds coming over the microphone, huh? It was really good, but now I have a stomach ache because that's the only thing I've eaten today. Oh fuck! <laughs> Brutal, dude. I'm about I'm fifty. I'm gonna have a cigarette and then I'm gonna order a fucking greasy cheeseburger and fries. I got the house to myself today because Haley's uh, hanging out with her mom, so I'm just I might just I might fuck around and eat a cheeseburger and play some Ratchet and Clank. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! I've heard that's uh, really good. Oh, it's amazing! I love it. It's so it's just so much fun. So cool. Never played a Ratchet and Clank game before, but I'm loving it. I love so. those games. Yeah. Never yeah, played them. Watch the movie, Matt. Oh my god, they I forgot they made a Ratchet and Clank movie. I'm going to have to <laughs> after this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Huge. All right. Well, anything else before we go? Is that going to do it? I think that's it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we haven't had this discussion off air yet. So uh, next episode, we may have a very exciting installment in a four-part feature coming up in celebration of our 100th episode. Or we might wait and do that, start that on the 100th episode. We'll talk about it. But 
that may or may it's gonna not be the start. Lord of the Rings plus the Hobbit. Plus Harry Potter, plus Star Wars. We're just doing all of the uh, <laughs> That's what, 2000s. titles right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Uh, but we'll see if we if we start that next episode, or we might be back with a review. We'll see. We'll talk about it off air. But either way, thank you, everybody, for listening, for sticking around all these years. Can you guys believe we've been doing this for fucking four, four years now? Three and a half? Um, I think we started at the beginning of 2017, so yeah, about yeah, four years. Yeah, I think you're right. Over four years now. It's huge. We did take a little hiatus, but you know. Yep, we did. Just, but... just pumping the content out these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never been a better time to hit that like <laughs> button, subscribe to the feed, <laughs> leave us a review on Apple Podcast app or whatever the fuck. You Donate to, to our Patreon. On. Yeah, that I wish we had. We'll start a Patreon, and uh, you got entry Patreon thirty dollars a month, only for the diehards. <laughs> you really got to be committed to the cause if you're going to support. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we will return. I'm trading my heart for